SW Daily today, June 22nd, Mike, June 22nd. Can you believe that? Unbelievable, Steve. Can you believe what that is? I don't know. It's just, uh, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. But, uh, you know, as I was looking at this, Mike, I was actually trying to work out, uh, well, what is today, June 22nd? We like to do, uh, or as you know, what is today? So there's two things that I think I re- we both really can relate to. Um, the yeah. one probably a little more obvious. Today is Chocolate Eclair Day. Are you a Chocolate Eclair <laughs> fan? Oh, yeah. I, I am. I am. And I ate way too much chocolate this weekend. But that sounds good like a good you, day. Man. Good for you. Good for you. And the second one is a positive media day. There's so much <laughs> negative news out there that they had to create this one day where news had to be positive. Isn't that brilliant? It's, is that even possible? Is there a positive I have no idea. I mean, there. we will certainly keep monitoring the news today to see if there is any positivity in the newscast that, that's there. So I'm going to say that, and then that's I'm going to dive into, dive into it. Let's, let's keep things positive, right? Let's keep going positive yeah. for a little bit, because it's going to go negative, I, I promise you, because we're going to get into the topics, and it's going to oh, go a little boy. negative. But uh, Okay, well, I'm in a good mood, Steve. Good, good, of course, because right. yesterday well, was well, Father's Day, right? You must yes. have had a great day. Cheers. I got a new, uh, I got a new mug for Father's Day. Very good. What's the say, Mike? I can't read it. My eyes are Who small. says you have to grow up? Walt Disney. <laughs> and if you look at the other side, this is from my mom and dad. There he is. Oh, there he is. Mickey. Very good. There he, oh, the ears, the way it is, it looks pretty cool, actually. It's kind the of ears are the handle that. of the mug. How about that? Yeah. Very clever, right? Yeah, that's good. Little, that's good. Uh, little forever a child in me. That is, that is certainly oh. something that I uh, can relate to. So Walt Disney, cheers to you, sir. How was your Father's Day? Did you get a hold of your uh, pops? I did. I did. I, I had a quick chat with uh, my dad yesterday. Um, yeah, no, it was good, actually. It was good. He was in fine form, uh, uh, usually horizontal on the sofa on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. So I had a little chat with him as I was horizontal on my chair, too. So it was... Uh, was there some football to be watched, I think, over the Oh, weekend? plenty, plenty, plenty. Oh, it's such a good weekend. Such a good weekend for uh, soccer. The Premier League started and, uh, yeah, it's... Awesome. Uh, I watched... I watched an awful lot of soccer this weekend, which is great, which is great. So, uh, How did Manchester yeah, so next, you do? Well, we drew 1-1 on Friday okay. evening, or Friday afternoon here in the U.S. Uh, it was an okay game. Um, I could give you my thoughts, but I'm not sure that's what you or the audience wants to say, go this, into right now. Is this now, the workplace but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, daily or, or soccer coverage? Or, or the, the story of Manchester United. But, uh, but yeah, so it was... It was uh, it was a good start. It was a decent start. So uh, long good. way to go. Well, long way to go. For you. So. I'm happy for yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I do. It, uh, it, it's amazing. There are a few things in life that sort of really impact my mood quite the yeah. same way as, uh, is what, uh, as what my soccer team's result does. You know? so, uh, <laughs> so I appreciate it. We're going to keep things positive, right? That's what we said. Yeah, so, positive so the other positive, the other positive thing, last time we spoke, Mike, uh, was, was Thursday. You yep. were heading out to breakfast at Joe's Cafe. How was that experience? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, fantastic. Um, great uh, to return. Great to support local business. Great to spend a little time with my wife and also the owner of the place, which was really nice. Uh, we sat outside. They set up a couple tables outside, but many were sitting inside. So it's it's this new world we live in where everybody's going to have to make their choices and mm. decide where they are comfortable and what they feel good about. And um, we, we all hope for the best, right? Once that, once that reopening of the economy happens and people start returning to workplaces as well, 
Uh, some will stay home, some will continue to work from home, but my Joe's Cafe experience was a good one and we'll, we'll go back again. I think I felt pretty comfortable and the food was great. So I uh, really enjoyed good. that. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. And, uh, no, no. It's, and, and I have, I have an update. You know, I took your inspiration and oh. you went somewhere and I went somewhere. Okay. Really? And uh, I me. did. Yeah. So I actually, uh, we've talked about, you know, this in the past where I have a, I have a thing for hamburgers. I love my hamburgers. As you know, yeah. we talked about it during hamburger month. We talked about it during hamburger day. Uh, so yesterday I went, I got a hamburger from a local, a local uh, bear burger. Um, I, I, I think they're, I think their burgers are great. Um, so went there, sat outside, um, ordered, uh, everything was well outside, the Indigo stuff. I had to go packaging. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Um, didn't feel uncomfortable. Um, it was wide open. They put tremendous amounts of space between people because of the, just the grounds that they have. And it was, it was on the grass. So it just felt nice, actually. It just felt really nice to be out. It was a beautiful day here. I'm sure it was the same in in uh, in Virginia, but um, it was yeah. uh, it was fantastic, you. fantastic. Yeah. So first who knows? Time Mike? In three months. Yeah. Yeah. First time first... in three months. Were you taking out food during the quarantine? No. The... No. You did nothing. This is your first time no. someone else has cooked something for you. It is actually. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. So that must have really yeah. tasted good. Uh, it tasted good. Um, so there's a few things I go to Bear Burger for. Their menu obviously is a little restricted. Some of the things I went there for were not on the menu, and that's okay. okay. But um, I was still able to get a good burger and uh, and uh, and some fries, and that's the first time that I've had a really good burger. And uh, <laughs> while I've while I've made them myself, it's not quite the same when someone else makes it for you, right? And, right. Uh, and 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 fries, so it was good. It was good. <laughs> uh, good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So. Uh, so we've gone through all this positivity, uh, yes. and I think it would be—I think it would be a little uh, remiss of us not to sort of, you know, touch on some of the negative things that have sort of bubbled up over this weekend. Because, you know, yes, this is about workplace, but again, you know, we go back to why we started this. We started this once um, COVID hit, people are on lockdown, and we just wanted an opportunity for you and I to ch connect, chat, and sort of talk about workplace and sort of, you know, we had grand visions of what this would become, and. Uh, you know, it is what it is, as, as, as people say. But, you know, whenever we look at, you know, where we are today, we go out and you and I have had these different experiences over these last few days. Um, you know, what, what, but what's the bigger picture, right? What is the bigger picture that's actually running through the States and also running through some other areas of the world? You know, last Thursday since we spoke, 1.5 million more people filed for the first time for unemployment benefits. That's 45 million people now have applied for that, right? And that's, that's a third of the working population. That's staggering. A third, wow. you know? Um, and then you sort of think about, okay, so what, how does that then impact the workplace? How does that impact everything we're experiencing? And then you look at, you know, over half the states, COVID is rampant right now, right? It just goes up and up and up. And you wonder what is going to be the impact of businesses, offices, work environments, will in those states and will that then put further pressure on that number um as, as as sort of we move forward i don't know if you had a chance to sort of see those numbers over the weekend mike or how to think I about I it was tuned but, out, uh, my friend it was my good man. Uh, good man it was my birthday weekend and father's day so oh your birthday as well weekend. you did mention yes, it i didn't turned, oh. uh, i turned 29 turned 21 
<laughs> and uh, no, but but those are those are hard to to fathom, and uh, and I I needed that time away to refresh uh, because it does it does weigh on you when you think about the 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 fallout of the pandemic and the the political divide in this country and the social strife and and the um, just the difficulties we're facing as a, as a population. And again, I come back to it time and again, I can only control what I can control and I can, right. you know, try to be an, a positive influence. I tried to be optimistic. I think I mentioned this. I don't think I mentioned it here. I mentioned it on my live stream last week, but I saw a great little video clip from Simon Sinek, where he talked about the difference between positivity and optimism. And I've never really broken it down before, but, you know, a lot of times when things are tough and certainly during these last few months and in recent weeks, you know, it's, it's very, you can get down pretty easily and, and, and sad and, and worried and scared, you know, anxiety about the future. And people say, don't, you know, some people will say, just be positive, just stay positive. Well, there's a difference between being positive and being optimistic. I'm optimistic as Simon said, he is. I think we'll get through this and I think, you know, we'll build resiliency because of it. You know, we're, we're a strong country. We're a strong, uh, you know, um, you know, at our, at our core, our values are good and we're trying to get there, uh, trying to help all people, trying to seek, you know, truth, justice, the American way. I truly believe in that. You know, we've been, uh, we've had our stumbles. We've, we've certainly had some uh, tragic history, but we're trying to get to this right place and and also trying to deal with a pandemic, a crisis situation. So we've had these crises before, uh, whether it's wars and terrorism and economic downturns and, and economic crisis. So we know we can get through the, but but in the moment, it's it's very dark. It's a dark place. You're in this tunnel and and there's there's got to be a, a, a you know, a focus on that light at the end of the tunnel, you know, let's believe in optimism is believing and hoping that we can get to that light at the end of the tunnel. But during the time you're in the tunnel, you can't always be positive. Sometimes right. it's negative, like the news you shared. And right. Uh, right. it is something that, you know, it's okay to have negative days and have tough days. And I think that's okay to do. But but for me, pulling it back to what I can control and and staying optimistic is how I get through. And I, I wonder what you do. I mean, is that when you read those reports and then you see it does, it weighs on you, obviously, as it does me, but, but is there a, something you could share with the audience to help them if they are weighed down by some of these news reports? No, absolutely. And I think it's a really important clarification that uh, you just mentioned that Simon articulated as well. Right. Um, I think, I think we're both internal optimists, right? We always try and see that, like to your point, the light in the tunnel, but also opportunities that are currently in, you know, around us. And you're right. I mean, we've experienced as we have done these, done these live streams. You know, when we're positive, when we're negative, when we're hurting, when we're struggling. You know, it's 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 so evident as we look back over time and and put that together. But um, what what I will say and what I always go back to is um, another. Simon Sinek thing that actually allows me to remain that optimism is focusing on my relevancy, right? How do I remain relevant? And, and, and taking it from that perspective and, and absorbing the news, absorbing content, absorbing conversations, other people's opinions, other people's views, gathering information 
in a structured way, sometimes unstructured too, but then allowing my brain then time to really absorb and cultivate and develop thoughts that are around, okay, so what does this mean? You know, one in a very, on the micro level, but then at the macro level as well, right? And then how do yeah. I how do I take that on and how do I think about myself? How do I maintain relevancy? How do I then contribute? And then sort of how I look at it. And, and, and what I find is if I continue to look forward, then actually I'm always focused on that light at the end of the tunnel. But to your point, and as anybody who's watched this over the period of time can attest that I've struggled at times. My energies mm-hmm. have been low. I've just times where the clouds come under. And it's just a natural process that we all go through. But, you know, I think that optimism is, is a great way to uh, to frame to frame this. And I'm sure the audience could, attack, you know, uh, relate to a lot of that, you know. Yeah, the practical tip there that I pulled from that, and it's something that I've tried to do more deliberately in recent weeks is the taking time to think and stop and mm. just turn off the noise. I turn off my phone or I leave my phone inside and I go outside and I sit and I listen to the birds chirp and I listen to that yeah. bird song and I listen to the wind blow the trees and I just find myself, first of all, relaxing. And then it opens my mind to these thoughts. Okay, where are the opportunities? What can I do? Where are the areas that I can control things? How can I communicate better? Because one of the things that frustrates me most, and be curious, Steve, if you consciously find yourself doing this, I, and I think you do because you've given me some tips along the way, is always ask the question when you're seeing a media report or even you're getting, uh, you know, you're listening to this show or you're, or you're reading an article or you're listening to a podcast or watching a webinar, take a moment, step back and say, what is the, motivation behind this messaging and what what are these folks trying to communicate and and keep it into media is easy because in in the media world there's always a narrative there's always a there's always a story there's always a philosophy there's always an agenda and and even the the reporters and the and the networks and the newspapers don't necessarily consciously remember that's what they're doing but they are and it's it's a it's a important thing when it comes to communicating in the workplace is why are we as an organization taking the steps we're taking and and what is the what is the agenda here what is the and and are we framing it in a way that's going to be understood and be transparent and be real and be authentic i think that's the key to this culture today there's so much either i don't want to say non-authentic but there's a lot of just manipulated messaging and communication breaks down and people get anger because the, the, the message is designed to stir emotion and to make us angry and to make us motivated to, to believe one thing or another or act one way or another. And if we could step back and, and say, okay, you know, what's the truth? Because I think the truth matters. The truth and facts matter. And sometimes we don't know the truth and the facts. That gives people an opportunity to fill in their agenda. So I, I, I say all that to say I don't have all the answers and I don't um, get it right all the time. And I certainly get fooled by certain messages and I find myself going down certain paths and have to correct myself. But I think that's important when it comes to our organizations and workplace and as workplace leaders communicating with our colleagues, with our teammates, with, with our organizations. And, and I hope leadership is doing this throughout your organization. Whoever is out there listening mm-hmm. to this is being authentic and, and sharing you know, what the 
why is back to Simon. We'll give this yeah. make this yeah. a Simon Sinek episode, <laughs> right? What's the why, uh, right, Steve? I mean, is that yeah, but, it all but, comes together? It does, it does, it does. And uh, yeah, no, and, and my relevancy came from his infinite game, right? And, and that's that's where that came from. So yeah, it is all about Simon. But I just will touch on one point because that lesson you noted about thinking time, that's a lesson that I actually took from Kenny Cunningham, who is, do you know the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah, yeah. So Kenny Cunningham is the rich dad in that story. And he wrote a book about thinking time. And he put together a step-by-step process that he does, you know, three or four times a week of his thinking time, where he writes one question and he basically puts himself in an environment, the same environment every time he does this. So his, his brain consciously or subconsciously, whichever way he looks at it, puts him in a place where he knows his body, his mind, his all being knows that this is here this one moment is always here about thinking time and he writes down one question and he spends 30 minutes thinking about that one question mm. and he starts writing answers to that question and he often he says through through the the book that um it's usually the last five minutes is where the pure gold comes up because that's where your brain's <laughs> really pulled everything out of it. And it's a bit like, you know, we, we, when we cultivate ideas, there are ideas that come out of us instantly, right? And, and very rarely is the first idea out of our head is the right option or the best idea. It's right. really whenever you run through the entire process, it goes through. So thinking time is really, really, really important. And, and I love it. And I try to do it. I don't do it as often as I would like to, or maybe should, but I do. I, I actually get the opportunity to do it more on weekends because I have a little, that more time and sure. I do, I just write down that one question. What is, what is this or what is that? Or how do I do this? And it can be related to whatever. It's just whatever comes into my mind or what I've been thinking about the last few days. Um, but yeah, thinking time is, is so important for each of us. And it can be anything so from, you know, how do you remain relevant, right? It's like, you know, what, what is the positives we can take from this? How do we want to be better? How can we help more people? What, whatever that question is, your business, how do we get more customers? But even not even so much, how do we get more customers, right? The sort of question he would go to is, who are my best customers and why are they my best customers? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and then really digging into the nuts and bolts of actually everything that moves something, right? So how are you progressing by asking this one question? So it's a great book. I encourage people to, to go and well, get it. It's funny. So. It, you know, yesterday was Father's Day and my dad... I always make my sisters and I used to make fun of him because he had his thinking chair and he would be in his office with his thinking chair and it became like a family joke almost. But the, t- the truth of the matter is that that w- is what helped him probably, I'm sure, be the successful you know, businessman, father and husband mm-hmm. that he was and is today and still with us faithfully. Uh, happy Father's Day, Dad, if you're watching this. I <laughs> uh, love you. But um, the idea being... Uh, I, I, and I do that. That's what I'm trying to do. And, and, and again, it's new for me during the, mm-hmm. the pandemic life and the quarantine life. I found myself needing to get out of the digital world and find an escape. And, and I just found this time of thinking without electronics outside being very helpful and relaxing and then opening my mind to new ideas. But I don't do the thing where you write down a particular question and think on that one question. So that's an interesting tactic that could be added to make those times even more productive. So that's, that's great stuff. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, you find it useful. I've certainly do. And again, it looks like things we talk about here, they're, 
they're really uh, not original ideas. They're, we're always beg, borrow, and steal from other people oh, sure. and, and bring it to everybody, you know. So it's good. It's good. Um, so what a couple of other things I did want to talk about, and uh, okay. you know, time's time's racing on. If we get through them all, we get through them all. If 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 not, that's okay. We can we can pick it up tomorrow, Mike. But um, I did want to mention I did just release a, a video there with uh, Catherine Hugh of PwC. So that's why you see Cat uh, PwC up here. Uh, they're not sponsoring; they're a contributor. Catherine Hugh is contributing um, on behalf of PwC, and uh, we, we chatted about the, the digitization of real estate, but. The, the really interesting conversation, the second part of the conversation was she's a working mom. So how is she adapted being a working mom, homeschooling? You know, they lived in New York City after a few days. Her, her husband decided, says, if we wanted to survive this, we need to get out of the city. So they got out of the city and, and just sort of running through, you know, what's her day to day? How does she manage? How do her husband manage um, that day to day homeschooling, taking time? You know, and she's a very demanding job. And uh, how does she then do that? And how do they do it? It's a great, it's a great, a great watch. And I encourage, Excellent. encourage everyone to watch. And she also provided some insights into her thinking around when does she think she'll return to New York City? So, you know, you think about organizations and, you know, if you're a workplace leader and you're thinking about um, what do people want? When will people come back to cities? What's going to be their habits? I think we all have to try and, keep our minds open and listen for conversations around that, because I think there's going to be many truths in what we see and many truths in what we hear about how this is going to unfold for large cities. I think it's going to be fascinating to see, but it's a great conversation. And Catherine was very open and I appreciate her openness and willingness to, to have that conversation. Great. I'll check that out. And, and just for, the benefit of documenting history. Here we are on June 20. What is it? June 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. And New York is in a reopening phase, mm -hmm. but are any offices open as, as far as you're aware in downtown New York and in, in Manhattan? It's a good question. It's a good question. I, um, anecdotally, it I haven't heard stories. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good question. It goes into phase two today. Uh, I did see that notification come through. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what that, that actually means, Mike. I'm not, I think maybe restaurants can open a little bit more, you know, can go from have a little more occupancy. Um, I think there are certain restrictions around the workplace. So it'll be interesting to see how many businesses open, how many office environments open. Um, I don't, I don't know. So, uh, we'll definitely keep an ear and an eye open to that and also learn. I did see, I'm sorry to cut you off people, before you go on. Yeah, I did see yeah. a, a brief news media report about Hudson Yards, obviously the mm. big mm -hmm. famous development there in New York and high tech buildings, big tower. I've never been, have you been to Hudson Yards? I have. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's great. It's a great, here, great it's, environment. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. But they are, they were going into some of the details of preparing for the return and some of the technology tools they're using for, for entry and safe distancing and uh, things like that. So that what's interesting about the takeaway from the news report was that, that a building like that is one thing because it is very new, the filtration systems and so forth. They're, they even need to upgrade and do things even in the, the fact that the COVID-19 situation has, has required it. But it's a lot easier for a building like that to, mm. uh, you know, take advantage of some of the technology and, and make some adjustments to be ready for welcoming back in, 
the workforce than it would be a, an older building uh, or even you know some of the historic buildings there in, in the city. I imagine it's going to be different organizations, different you know types of built environment, and it's going to be a challenge in many ways for for many of us, not just in New York, but in cities like DC and around the country and around the world. So I, I'm going to keep an eye out for those stories and try to yeah. keep my ear to the ground here with my friends at the capital chapter of IFMA and, and hear what they're doing, because it's always interesting to see now that we are in this new phase of reopening and, and find out how it's going and what's working, what's not. That's a great point, Mike. You know, I hadn't even thought about, well, I guess that's not true. I hadn't thought about it, but I hadn't sort of that realization that you just articulated hadn't really come to fruition. Maybe I should put that down as a question one time for one of my thinking times, but, um, <laughs> but it is a case. So there you have, right. One of the most modern building, not building. It's almost like, it's like a small city in itself. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's having to go through so many changes uh, because of COVID-19. And then, yeah, you think about those older buildings. So how do they attract new tenants? How do they retain new tenants? How do those tenants, think about that work environment you know it's going to be yeah it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out and you know one has to wonder that will those buildings have to do all those upgrades how do they give assurances what is the cost of that um yeah so many things you raise there so many things you raise but i didn't i didn't this morning i usually every morning i usually go through uh all the news headlines whether it's a workplace i do different searches and i, and I go through linkedin and, and i sort of try and cultivate ideas and conversations but this morning i actually came across a collier's podcast it's under their series now and next for workplace and it was fantastic and i've put a link in the description mike and okay. it was done by rick thomas who is uh, based out of their singapore office and he's having a conversation with roland felber of avalog a-v-a-l-o-q it's a fintech company and he's their facility management for the region and it was a real conversation about uh, how Avalok are um, engaging with employees through COVID, what their strategies are going to be, and what he thinks the implementation of all that's going to be, and, and getting some of his personal opinions. And it was really, really good. I mean, going through the statistics of, you know, using his, his words, extremes, right, where fintech company, I believe a lot of people had to be in the office, you know, 70 to hundred percent of the employees were in the office at all times going to the other extreme where almost everybody's working from home. You know, there's probably critical of people that had to go into the office and, and sort of maintain their systems. But then it's like, so how do you find that hybrid last week? We touched on how difficult finding and creating that hybrid is, but they mm -hmm. estimate that maybe 30 to 50% of employees will go back to the office. That's all. That's crazy. That's crazy. No, he, he, need, he does admit, he says, I may be wrong. Uh, employees who are telling us this information may be wrong too, and that's okay. But how do you create that? And then he goes into the agile. So we discussed this last week as well. So maybe the way to approach everything is the creating an agile workplace, having a flexible working uh, options for, for the organization. You know, yes, you can work from home, but then if you want to come into the office, there are seats available for you. It's not a right. fixed desk. It may be more of a community type space. It may be more you're coming in to be in a, in a hub where you're having, you know, a day with your team or whatever that is. But it's a fantastic, fantastic podcast. And um, I shot both of them a note this morning because okay. I thought it was really useful. 
um, a lot of great insights. And, and these are the sort of things that uh, I've been talking about, right? So how do we keep our ears open, our eyes open for authentic content that actually provides real value? Um, so I would encourage people, as I said, I put, I put a link in there uh, in the description below where you can go and click on it and, and do listen. They've created a series. This was the second, and there was a, there was a previous uh, podcast that um, I that I did listen to as well, and it was it was valuable also. And I did shoot Rick a note and did mention to him as his man, you got to do video because uh, it's it's just a screen and it's just a podcast, but the content is, is really good. So well done, Roland, for being so open for for sharing. Um, it's really useful, and I do encourage people to go and listen. Well, as a podcaster myself, I, that's my medium of choice and i i'll check it out i always enjoy hearing <clears throat> great conversations yep. and great insights and certainly the the idea of technology being able to serve a lot of the, the current needs in our pandemic world and reopening and living with covid and agile workplaces it's something we've talked about for years and uh it just needs to be adjusted to the times and i think we have some very bright people in our industry thankfully i don't uh, have all the answers but it's great to have conversations with people who do and uh, the, the tools out there, you know, like an eye office, other technology tools that are designed to create, you know, user-friendly workplace experiences and elevate the experience, give the people what they need. In these times that has changed, but a lot of it can be built upon what we already know about human beings and, and workplaces and what makes a desirable workplace and what that, experience is all about is something that we expect as our technology world has has just made us um you know we're used to certain things and we want to have ease of experiences and and that's something we got to do in our workplaces today especially if we're going to re uh, attract people to to return to the office during these challenging times so look forward to those conversations for sure yeah yep yeah. no no great 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 and uh, so mike you know Let's let's try and keep this uh, a positive media day, and uh, let's let's go and enjoy those chocolate. <laughs> Be optimistic, Steve. Be optimistic. Yeah, yeah. All right, one. All right. Well, look. Thank Great you as stuff. always. Great chatting with you, and uh, we'll chat again tomorrow. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers.